guys. Welcome to the Inspiring Honey Show podcast today. I hope you are having a beautiful day and a wonderful start to your week. I'm super excited to be sitting here and having a conversation with you today about what the Bible says about spooky season and how we can go about that as believers. Really hoping and praying that you are able to leave every single podcast episode feeling more equipped to live inspired by God's truth. So today, let's live inspired by God's truth and let's dive into what the Bible says about spooky season. It kind of made me laugh because I got this question in one of like the Q&As I do often on my Instagram story and somebody asked me specifically if I'm going to let my kids watch Harry Potter or Hocus Pocus or participate in things like that. And it really got me thinking. So then I answered the question and I, I put a poll and I got tons of different responses and a lot of DMs responding to this. And then... A few days ago, I posted on my story and I said, what topic do you guys want to hear from my podcast this week? And I gave you four options and all of you said, for the most part, very big majority of you said that you wanted to hear what the Bible says about spooky season. And I think this is such an interesting topic and I'm so excited to talk about it because so many people have so many different opinions. It's like very controversial within the Christian community. And so many people say so many different things and justify it by this or do this or whatever. And it really comes down to something simple. The fact is, and this might sound kind of harsh, but our opinions don't matter. God didn't include our opinions in the Bible. What's in the Bible is God's truth is God's living word. We can't take God's word and twist it to justify how we feel because that's sinful. Sure, we could ignore it, but then we're living for ourselves and we're not really living for God. So all that to say, no one's opinion on the topic matters. My opinion doesn't matter Quite frankly, your opinion doesn't matter. Joe Smo's opinion doesn't matter. What matters is what the Bible says, what the scripture says pertaining to things like this. That's what we got to hold everything to. And that's what we're going to do today in our conversation. We're not going to take my opinion. We're not going to take your opinion. We're not going to take Joe Smo or whoever else's opinion. The opinion that we're going to take is an opinion. It's fact. It's the truth of God. So let's jump into it. Let's look at Bible verses and let's really talk about what the Bible says about spooky season. It's something that's so popular right now. We see it everywhere. We see so many Christians talking about it. We see so many people participating in it. But what does the Bible say? Fall is my favorite season for so many different reasons. I love pumpkin spice. I love the pumpkin patch. I love wearing flannels and I just love like fall football and just feeling cozy and bonfires and the list could go on. I don't know if you're like me, but fall is probably my favorite season. It's just, it's the best. It just makes me so happy and I love it. There is a part of fall that kind of freaks me out and it is spooky season. Now I'm someone that hates being scared. I always have. I remember going to like amusement parks that do like Halloween festival type of things in high school and I 
hated them. I would literally just scream. I don't understand the thrill and pain to be scared. I don't get it. Back then, I went just to try to fit in with my friends, but now you could not give me any amount of money to do that. <laughs> so enough about that. Let's let's see, like, what does the Bible say about spooky season? And now the Bible doesn't say anything specifically about how we celebrate Halloween and spooky season and, and all the movies that come along with this time of year. But the Bible does talk a lot about witchcraft and evil and sorcery and, and contacting dead spirits, which is really portrayed in all the really popular movies, the spooky movies. And I, I think it's fascinating because it's a heart issue and it's something that we all just kind of have to take a step back and remove ourselves from, remove our emotions and our feelings and pray over. Because the truth is, the world is always going to take something evil and portray it as good. So it seems tempting. Think all the way back to Adam and Eve. Satan took the apple that God told her not to eat and made it seem really good, didn't he? He made it seem really good so that it'd be tempting, so that she'd fall into the temptation and disobey God without even realizing it. And that's exactly how temptations come today. They don't, they don't always look scary. They don't always look evil. A lot of times they look good. They look appealing. That's why they're tempting. They look fun. You can justify it and say, what harm could that be? It's just a little of this. It's just a little of that. But then we start crossing lines and it gets kind of dangerous. So let's see what, what the Bible says about witchcraft, sorcery, talking to dead spirits. And you may say, oh, well, I'm not practicing witchcraft. I'm not talking to dead spirits. I'm not into sorcery. And sure as heck, you might not be. But what about when you put those things on your TV? As innocent as it may seem, it's still opening a door to, to make something evil look good and then it desensitizes you and then it pushes back the line further and further to a point where, where is it going? And not only that, what good is something serving if it doesn't honor and glorify God? So let's look at these verses. I have quite a few verses to share with you today and I literally just want to read them to you. Okay, so this first verse is 1 Corinthians 10:21 and right now I'm reading from the New International Version. And it reads, "You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons too. You cannot have a part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons." Well, that's really convicting, guys. We cannot sit at the table with the Lord but also fall into the table that demons sit at. You know, we can't have, we can't have both. Okay, next verse. Ephesians 5, 11, have nothing to do with the fruitlessness deeds of dark, but rather expose them. Ephesians 4, 27, 
and do not let the devil get a foothold. 1 Peter 5 verse 8, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking to devour someone. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 reads, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Christ. Isaiah 5.20 Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Man, that is a perfect verse to describe the world. Like I said a few minutes ago or however long ago it was, the world's going to paint everything that's evil as good. Romans thirteen twelve. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. James 4 verse 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Ephesians 5 15 through 16. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Leviticus 19.31 Do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists, for you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Galatians 5.20 reads, Adultery, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, fractions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live this way will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, Self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Right? And this is the last verse, but this one is really important for us to, to be aware of. And it's 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Guys, I don't know about you, but what I'm hearing from those verses is pretty convicting. It's, those verses aren't like warm, feely, I don't know, put a smile on your face type of verses. I mean, maybe they are, but they're not like the typical verses that we hear over and over again, right? These aren't the ones that people are, are putting on like cute Instagram quotes or, or signs in their house. Like people aren't putting 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen in their entryway, right? These aren't verses that we're hearing all the time, but these are verses that are so important and they might not be inspiring in the way that they're making us smile and feel good, right? But they're inspiring in a way that they're equipping us to live for Christ. These verses are so powerful and, and what they're saying is that Satan is going to portray himself as light. Right, Because we know that we're supposed to flee from darkness. Right, As Christians, we get that. We get that Jesus is the light of the world. We get that we're supposed to pursue light. But 
so does the enemy. So he's going to try to come as an angel of light. The Bible literally refers to him as an angel of light. He isn't going to come all scary. I mean, maybe sometimes he does. He is pretty scary, right? But a lot of the times, as an angel of light, he's going to disguise himself in ways that seem sweet and innocent. And how could that be harmful? That doesn't seem harmful. It's a funny movie I've watched growing up. Or it's a movie for teenagers. It's a movie for kids. How is this evil? Well, the enemy knows how to get around stuff. He knows how to portray himself as an angel of light so that it doesn't look that bad. The Bible is saying have no tolerance for mediums. Have no tolerance for people who try to talk to the dead. Have no tolerance for witchcrafts, sorcery, ghosts. Anything of that realm is demonic. Whether it looks cute or not, whether it's entertaining or not, there's a line that we shouldn't cross, and and Scripture specifically tells us that if we're sitting at God's table, we can't sit at the table with demons. And if we're we're crossing those lines and, and indulging in things that God literally says is evil and tells us if we take part in, we won't inherit His kingdom. We can't say one thing but do another. That, that's a problem with our society. We so often cherry pick verses to kind of justify how we feel or how we want to feel on a topic. But it's so sad because when we do that, we're not seeing the whole. We're not fully living for Christ. If we're just reading these verses and saying, oh, but it, it doesn't affect me. Oh, but it's not going to affect me spiritually. I'm above that. I, I go to church on Sunday. I read my Bible. I That doesn't apply to me. It does. It's written in God's holy word. God isn't telling us that we can indulge in things and justify it because we think it's okay or because Sally said it's okay or pastor whoever said it's okay. No, God is pretty clear that how we live needs to be from the Bible. It needs to be straight from his holy word. And this isn't, this isn't to say like, don't celebrate Halloween or not, because that's something that I'm still praying about. I know I never let my kids dress up as anything evil, anything evil, but this is to say When you're indulging in spooky season, in terms of the movies, in terms of the music, in terms of what you let into your house, what you indulge in, what events you're going to, look at these verses. Do they, does any movies you're watching have sorcery or evil or magic? Does it have people that are talking to dead people? Does it have anything that goes against what God says is good? And of course it's going to look good. Of course to the world it's going to be good. We keep talking about this point and I keep going back to it because it's so important to understand that the world that that the world is Satan's playground. It is so evil. And all the evil things don't look that bad because they're tempting because 
the enemy comes as the angel of light. So sometimes it can really be hard to discern something that seems so innocent and so many of your friends watch or you grew up watching as bad. But if you really look into it and you see, oh my goodness, it is normalizing these things. It is portraying witchcraft. It's portraying whatever the heck it is as good when actually God's word tells us it's bad. There's no room for it. There's no room for it in our hearts, in our minds. There's no thing that we can do that can justify it. I think it's so crazy that we live in this world, and it it really baffles my mind how so many times we can get tricked, how it's so easy for us to fall into temptation. And that's the way the enemy wants it. But when we read the Word of God, And we're able to meditate on his verses and read it as a whole and not just pick out verses that sound nice, but understand the whole Bible and actually study God's word for what it is. It's pretty convicting. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing to be convicted. It's a good thing to feel strong about what God says and to to live by that. Because that means that We're being renewed by our hearts and by our minds, not by us, but by Christ alone. We're being renewed by the Spirit of Christ. When we're starting to get convicted, when we're starting to see things differently, when we're not seeing things from a worldly perspective, but from a Christian view, from a Christ-following view, from how God sees it, things really start to change. And And little things that might not have affected us before really does affect us because spiritual warfare is so real and we have to put on our armor every single day and equip ourselves with with scripture. We have to be reading the Bible so that we can understand what God says and what the Bible says about things like spooky season, what the Bible says about our body image, what the Bible says about how we should be living our life. We can't go off of other people's opinions. We can't justify what we're doing based on somebody else's opinion because people have faults. People change. People change their opinions. People are imperfect. And I'm sure every teacher that you've listened to that had an opinion on Spooky Season probably had good heart intention, right? But we can't take anyone's opinion unless we take the word of God. And if anything that somebody is saying contradicts what scripture says, then it's not from God. I don't have much else to say about this topic other than my sweet friend. I just pray that instead of trying to justify things or anything like that, that this season, this spooky season, I wish you could see me right now because I'm doing like air quotes, but this spooky season, And moving forward, even after this, every single day, I really pray that these verses are ones that you're able to go back and meditate on and pray about and ask God to work on your heart and show you if if any of these things are in any area of your life. I know I need to. I need, need to continuously be praying over that. I need to continuously be reading God's word and, and looking to the Bible for whatever answers I need for every area of my life. Instead of seeking people or people's opinions, we got to be seeking the word of God. So friend, I really hope that this, this podcast episode inspired you and gave you some truth to equip you for this spooky season. Because you are the light of the world. If you're living for Jesus, if you're going out there and you're 
trying to live for him. You're the light of the world and don't let darkness get any foothold in you. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me today. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode. It was literally such a joy and I'm so, so thankful that we could spend time together. If you're not already aware, um, all you have to do to be part of the Honey Tribe is go to inspiringhoney.com and sign up for our weekly emails with a weekly live Bible study, which actually just started this past week on the attributes of God. We also send out weekly emails with prayers and updates whenever inspiring content goes live. There's also a honey shop with a book that I wrote in the past and some really cute scripturally inspired merchandise. If you're not already friends with me on Instagram, go ahead and follow Inspiring Honey on Instagram. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you this week and I hope you have an amazing day and that you remember to live inspired. Live inspired.